welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Welcome back. So I was watching a documentary on, believe it or not, comic books. And I have to be honest with you, And when I was growing up, huge fan. Uh, almost to the point of geeky nerdy, but not quite there. Um, when I was growing up, uh, the Golden Age and Silver Age of comics were really kind of where I stayed. Now, it's interesting, uh, this documentary I was watching was, sh- was describing the evolution and of the comics themselves and heroes and what have you. And the times when things seem most out of kilter, n- not just in personal lives, but I mean in the world in the U.S. and overseas. That's when comic books just just go crazy. Uh, dime comics were huge in the U.S. in the Great Depression. Because, I mean, you know, for, for one, what they call one thin dime, you could have a comic book. And it gave you heroes, you know? It showed you some really, really neat things that would occur and the good guy went you know won and evil was overcome and so forth so i noticed you know in the documentary at least an observation of mine is people really kind of draw to things that will help empower them all right will help empower them and make them feel more in control, you know? And, you know, like, who doesn't want to be more in control? Makes sense. Uh, However, I also noticed an interesting in the documentary where comics kind of take a dark turn, you know? Go and by darker, I mean darker as in uh, more uh, touching on more horrifying things in real life that happen to people. More blood, more guts, more assault, more you know horrifying criminal activity and horrifying things that happen to people. And started touching on those things. Also, though. I noticed a little turn in paganism. Now, lately, and maybe this is just me noticing stuff, uh, neo-paganism has been having a resurgence, and it's not just recently, per se, over the past 20 years. Um... In Europe, uh, 
and specifically in the Nordic countries, you see a lot of Thor hammers and things of that nature where uh, people are going back and uh, looking at, uh, you know, studying the old gods, you know, Odin and Thor, and uh, but not just them. Uh, interesting, I was on YouTube because sometimes I look at YouTube for ideas on how to design stuff and fix stuff and you know I mean it, it's a good tool it can be a good tool if you're careful with what you're looking for now and I noticed a um, a design for a living room I was looking at and I was like man that looks pretty cool and noticed that the person that posted it said they were a follower of Hecate and Hearn, which are, uh, well, Hecate, I think, was actually a uh, Egyptian god, and uh, Hearn, I believe, uh, or not Hearn, uh, Hera, possibly, Hermes, Hermes, it was Hermes, and that's Greek, sorry, sorry, anyway, noticed a lot of people with tattoos, uh, with various incantations and things upon them. Uh, also noticed uh, a uh, looking at designs again, and well, no, actually, this was just uh, uh, a funny pet video. And uh, this uh, lady posted something on her cat, and I noticed uh, she, as she was doing that, that all that <laughs> her. Uh, shower curtain she was following the cat in the bathroom and the shower curtain the uh, the toilet mat and the uh, uh, the accoutrements on the toilet were all um, had pentagrams and goat heads which was pre which was a witchcraft uh, base uh, Wiccan I believe in some ways now here's what's interesting again uh, when you study the Bible, you come to realize very quickly that there's a lot of paganism in there. They mention a lot of it. I'm not unknowledgeable about what my ancestors worshipped, and that was Lug of a Long Hand. Uh, Hearn the Horned Hunter uh, I mean from Britain uh, and so forth so the thing is God the God the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob calls people from this but he doesn't force you. That's why you can, people can get into that stuff and it just doesn't kill them instantly. Now, first of all, let me just say this. Neopaganism, there are no other gods. There's not, period. Um, and some of the, uh, the uh, thought processes say, well, no, no, this is really not a god. It's just the natural forces of the earth and things of that nature. And, and I'm not going to get into that. But here's what I'm saying. The basis 
again, uh, of kind of a personal empowerment in that direction. There are no other gods. There are powers on the other side of that. And it's demonic. And they are beings, and they are powerful beings, and they do know stuff. And they will ruin your life. Now, here is uh, a thought process. Again, God does not force obedience. Alright? He doesn't force people to love Him. He doesn't force people to obey Him. He will let you destroy yourself if you wish. And you're thinking, well, that's awful nasty. Well, no, because God didn't make people to be robots. Now, my favorite example, I guess, in fact it is, is, uh, and this is, uh, this is paganism versus the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Alright, I mean, at its entirety. This is in 1 Kings chapter 18. You probably heard this before. This I'm um, using ESV version, but it's, I'm going to start in verse 16, and we're going to talk about uh, Jezebel and Ahab. Ahab was king of Israel. He was a pagan king. <laughs> he, he was all into to at the Baal worship, and uh, if you study Old Testament and you get into the culture, you understand. Uh, Baal can you know, means Lord, but it's Baal, and uh, uh, there's some argumentation of if this is a general term or not. But Jezebel, his wife, uh, Yesa Baal, okay, uh, was a Baal worshiper, which is interesting. And for this one, and I'm sorry, here's a side note. Uh, it's interesting for, to me for this reason because she's actually from, from I believe, uh, Tyre. And uh, either Tyre or Sidon. Both of those were Dagon uh, cities. They worshipped Dagon, which was a fish god, because they're on the coast and they were Phoenicians. And Phoenicians did a ton of seafaring stuff and were pretty blooming smart. But here's the thing. But she was a, a Baal worshiper by all. So anyway, let's uh, in First Kings uh, eighteen sixteen, and I'm gonna just kind of keep going to the end of the section. Uh, it says, "So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah, prophet Elijah. And when Ahab saw Elijah, Ahab said to him, "Is it you, you troubler of Israel?" And he, Elijah, answered, I have not troubled Israel, but you have, and your father's house, because you have abandoned the commandments of the Lord, and followed the, ba the Baals. Now therefore, send and gather all Israel to me at Mount Carmel, Mount Carmel, and the 450 prophets of Baal, and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent to all the people of Israel and gathered the prophets together at Mount Carmel. 
And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you go limping between two different opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal's God, then follow him. And the people did not answer a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I, even I only, am left a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let two bulls be given us, and let them choose, let them choose one bull for themselves, and cut it in pieces, and lay it on the wood, but put no fire to it. And I will prepare the other bull, and lay it on the wood, and put no fire to it. And you call upon the name of your God, and I'll call upon the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire, he is God. And all the people answered, It's well spoken. Yeah. Then Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose for yourself one bull and prepare it first. Prepare it first, yeah. For you are many, and call upon the name of your God, but put no fire to it. And they took the bull that was given them, and they prepared it and called upon the name of Baal from morning till noon, saying, Oh, Baal, answer us. And there was no voice, and then no one answered. And they limped around the altar that they had made. And at noon, Elijah mocked them, saying, Cry louder, for he is a god. Either he's musing, or maybe he's relieving himself, or he's on a journey somewhere, or, or perhaps he's asleep. He must be awakened. And then they cried aloud and cut themselves, as the custom with swords and lances, until blood gushed out upon them. And as midday passed, they raved on until the time of the offering of the oblation. But there was no voice. No one answered. No one paid attention. Then Elijah said to the people, Come near to me. And all the people came near to him, and he re repaired the altar of the Lord that had been thrown down. And Elijah took twelve stones, and according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel, shall be your name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the altar as great as would contain two seas of seed. And he put wood on the, in order and cut the bowl in pieces and laid it on the wood. And he said, Fill four jars with water and pour it on the burnt offering and on the wood. And he said, do it a second time. They did it a second time. And he said, do it a third time. And they did it a third time. And the water ran around the altar and filled the trench also with, with water. And at the time of the offering of oblation, Elijah the prophet came near and said, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and that I am your servant, 
in that I have done all these things at your word. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, that this people may know that you, O Lord, are God, and that you have turned their hearts back. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Then Elijah said, Seize the prophets of Baal and let no one escape. And they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook of Kishon and slaughtered them there. Now, quite a story. Quite a story. He let the prophets of Baal choose first. And of course, the text is going to, uh, by the way, if, if, you, if you'd already picked up on this, uh, there were prophets of Asherah. Uh, who was in the mix as well. They were supposed to be there, but it was the prophets of Baal that that he went toe-to-toe with. And the issue is, is God's statement is put up or shut up. In... Isaiah 45:18 And again, you know, in each one of these prophet prophetic situations, uh, God's making a statement. With Elijah, God is saying, "Look, I'm the God who acts." He didn't send a piece of paper down and said, "Yes, I'm God." He of course he gave his his you know the Bible for that purpose, but in Elijah's situation, uh, he needed to do something pretty profound. And boy, was it! And notice, um, notice the fire when it came down. It took the offering. It didn't kill all the prophets, you know, all all the false prophets and all this, yeah, or the, the the pagan prophets, and kill all those guys. A lot of times people talk about, "I'm going to call fire down from heaven." Most of the time, when that happened, it was a demonstration of what God was going to do to demonstrate his sovereignty. It was Elijah that turned around and killed the prophets. God's fire didn't kill the prophets. It took, it took to the altar. Okay. Now, going to Isaiah, this is God's statement forever. And it works this way. Isaiah 45, 18. And this is this is God talking to everybody. Alright? Everybody. For thus says the Lord who created the heavens. He is God. He formed the earth and made it. He established it. He did not create it empty. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord. And there is no other. I did not speak in secret in a land of darkness... I did not say to the offspring of Jacob, Seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak the truth. I declare what is right. Assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together, you survivors of the nations. They have no knowledge. 
who carry about their wood idols and keep on praying to a God that doesn't that cannot save. Declare and present your case. Let them take counsel together. Who told this long ago? Who declared it of old? Was it not I, the Lord? There is no other God besides me, a righteous God and a Savior. There is none besides me. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is no other. By myself I have sworn, from my mouth has gone out in righteousness a word that shall not return. To me every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall swear allegiance. Only in the Lord it is said of me are righteousness and strength. To him shall come and to him shall come and be ashamed all who were incensed against him. In the Lord all the offspring of Israel shall be justified and shall glory. Take special note, if you would, of Isaiah 45, verse 23. By myself I have sworn, for my mouth has gone out in righteousness, a word that shall not return. To me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear allegiance. There's a verse in the New Testament that in the name of Jesus to the glory of God the Father every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is God. So this is God's statement to everyone. He's the God that demonstrates. He's the God that in, in he's, he says He's the God who saves. There is none other. In fact, in verse 45, 22 in Isaiah, he says, Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. So this isn't, Turn to me and I'll, or I'll blow you off the planet. Turn to me or I'll turn you to dust and make your life a living hell. That's not it. The, the people, and yeah, there are people that condemn themselves to hell, that get condemned to hell because God's got no other choice with them. They're not going to follow him. And so there is no other option. He wants to be a loving God. And he can be a loving God, or he can let you do what you want. And this is going to sound kind of crazy, but a loving God lets you decide what to do with your life. He doesn't force you into being what he wants you to be, even though that would be the best thing for you. So, there are people that are going to follow other gods. And those gods are demons, basically. I mean, they, they are. And, yes, there's... 
some whistles and bells and little things that, that, that can happen for those people. But let me tell you, the cost is steep. Uh, there is no such thing as white witchcraft. I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, when you're talking about working with the powers of darkness, or Satan, or however you, you know, that it's described, that's coming from a demon. And they're going to get they're loan sharks okay you're going to get a little bit of effect for but but the interest is going to be five million percent and they're going to take it from you again god the god of abraham isaac and jacob the father of the lord jesus through jesus is the only one who can deliver from that so don't be taken by the stuff the 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 stuff that you see, okay? Like in Oz, you know, in the Wizard of Oz, all the whiz, the bang, the explosions, the fire, this, and then uh, you know, then you hear the voice behind the. Don't be taken back by that, because that's what Satan is, and that's what uh, that's what paganism is. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is God. And there's not another one. So, think on that. And I want to encourage you. Study. Bible study this stuff. If you don't believe me, okay. You know, and if you say, well, I'm going to do what I want to do. This is my life. Okay. You know, I, I mean... We all have that option, you know. Or you know, LA, you're full. Of, you're full of garbage. You don't know what you're talking about and paganism and all this stuff. Okay, look it up yourself. But God is the one who says, "Look, I'm the one that demonstrates who I am." He demonstrates it. So keep on keeping on. Please keep studying. And always speak it on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.